Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the second part of Corey John Hafner's answer to the dreaded question. If you missed last week's episode, I suggest you pause here and go listen to part one to get some context on where Corey is and what he's been up to. Today's episode delves into a very thoughtful conversation on what it's like to be an actor with anxiety, and whether or not there are ways we can make the theatrical industry a kinder place to those who struggle with anxiety. So without further ado, let's hop back into my conversation with Corey John Hafner. I want to ask you something very unfair, and you can say no, thank you. No, I will answer anything you ask. I do not. Well, let me ask first. Okay. Um, You mentioned something about being a performer with anxiety. Yes. Which is something that I very much relate to, and something that, correct me if you disagree, but something that I feel like is finally being, like, recognized and spoken about. Yeah, yeah, I hear it a lot now. Yeah. I would even say. I think, like, there... There's a few things that I feel. First of all, I think for many years, maybe always, uh-huh. <laughs> there's always been this idea of, like, anxiety about what? You're a performer. You're like, you get yeah. on stage in front of people, and it's fine, and you're, yeah. you know, you have to get over your stage fright or, sure. you know, whatever. And then also just, like, a very shallow understanding of what it means to suffer from anxiety. Mm. But then also we've been, I think a really big turning point has been Patty Murin yes, writing that, that amazing, amazing article. blog post article right. about, oh, it was an article, you're was right. Our, I'll link it in the show notes in case anybody hasn't read it. It's, it's pretty amazing. beautiful. About being, you know, playing Anna in Frozen on Broadway and having to call out because you're incredibly anxious. Absolutely. And that that is not more shameful than calling out because you have bronchitis. Yeah, right. Like, there... And I think that that has given more performers permission to speak about this. I'm certainly not asking you from a place of assuming that you have all the answers, Mm -hmm. but I think that this could be a really helpful conversation of, like, what it means to be a performer who struggles with anxiety and ways to cope, anything that you've figured out. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it's still a spin-the-wheel kind of thing, like, still figuring out figuring out the, you know, the colorful handful of pills, the, the concoction <laughs> yeah. that I make every morning um, to kind of figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it, I just, and you can relate, and I just, and I don't want everybody to be able to relate. Right. But gosh, they've got to understand that it is just brutal. Yeah. It is not stage fright anymore. No. And I thought it was for a while. Yeah. And I was like, and I thought, get over it. Yeah. It's stage fright. Yeah. Go out there, do your dance, say your lines, mm-hmm. get off stage, go home. Yeah. What it? What is your heart racing so fast for? Couple butterflies, fine. Yeah. I'm fine with those. I'm not going to get mad at myself for those. Mm-hmm. But I started to actually get frustrated. It would start to happen without even a thought. And that's how, like, I found my anxiety, get, like, creeps in. It's like, before you know it, it's almost like a headache. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yes. Where it's like you notice it Something after feels... it's already been there for ten minutes. Yeah. And Something then you're feels like, off. You can't quite identify it. Yeah, and, and you're just like, uh, like, I'd rather be running this off. Like, I really, I have tons of energy in my you know, my energy in my body for some reason. I just need to shake it out. Like, yeah. What is happening? Like, I feel like... Weird. Something, yeah. something bad's gonna happen. Or, like, I'm on a roller coaster. Or, like, I'm in danger or something. Yeah. And 
And then suddenly... Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is it. Just, this is anxiety because I'm going on stage. But yeah, right. I have it every single time I have ever performed in my entire life. Wow. I had anxiety before we started this morning. This morning, Lily and I taught an <laughs> under-the-sea combination to some kindergarten through fifth graders. Yeah, to be I, fair, it was anxiety-inducing. To be fair, that was anxiety-inducing. <laughs> but what should have been a low-stress, like, fun yeah. little thing turned into something that I had to take a pill for. Yeah, I mean, I even, like, something you said made me think of this. The, the shame involved in it is so deep-rooted, it's, like, hard to piece apart. But I remember not that long ago, I was in a class and I sang a song, um, like a legit soprano song, which like, I know that I can sing legit, but it always makes me anxious. And this was my first time singing legit in front of this group of people. And I sang this song and my friend gave me a hug after and she goes, oh no, your little heart is racing. (gasps) And I was so embarrassed. Oh, I was like, oh my God. I'm like found out. Yeah, like I felt been found out. Yes. And like one it kind of did what you were just talking about of like feeling uns- this weird feeling that you're you almost can't identify. Yeah. Like and then wrong. like as soon as she pointed it out, I was like, "Oh my god, I was so anxious." Oh, yeah. And I am still. And I immediately wanted to cry. I think I may even have started crying. And I was just so ashamed that putting myself out there in that way made me so anxious which is hilarious because of course putting yourself out there is scary and anxiety inducing but at the same time I was just like I am trying to do this professionally and it makes me anxious what's wrong with me oh god I have to take a pill before I teach class yeah before I teach first graders second graders yeah so like and I'm like (laughs) I have dreams of like you know Singing and dancing, and yeah. I'm and I'm and I can't teach. I'm 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 scared. I'm I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared of it all. I mean, I'm trying not to be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Of course. It's like it's. Um, Can you think of any ways that this industry could be kinder and help us? It's maybe the biggest question I've ever asked. Um. It took me a really long time. My answer was no for a really long time. Yeah. Because most of me is, like, saying what I've always been told, which is, like, now, nah, kid, that's part of it. Yeah. Tough. You have to figure it out for yourself. And if you can't figure it out, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, yeah. There's no, like, it's like, I know, the, I, I, know I don't expect anyone or any business or any community or any boss or theater or company or to uh cater to me sure and that might have been maybe that's the shame talking yeah that's like you know it's my problem yeah there's something wrong with me well i don't know how much of it is i don't know where it's like the chicken or the egg i don't know who i don't know who's starting it Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the standards that the casting directors or, you know, these owners of these theaters and the, the the people we're trying to impress with these gigs are asking for a standard that we never feel good enough for. Yeah. And that causes that. Or if we're creating more competition than there needs to be among ourselves. Mm. Or it's both. Yeah. 
Um, so it's like, if is there something that the community do? Well, sure, we can like, <laughs> sure. There's, I mean, I, yeah. I think there's tons to do, but the other, the 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 tough love part of me is like, no, there's not much. It's like get a handle on it. Yeah. You know, like anybody else would have to. My friend, my friend Evan was a tap dancer. He lost his leg, and he still taps. He just puts his leg on. Keeps wow. tapping. Way to go, Evan. He is, way to go, Evan. Evan Ruggiero, my hero. He was in my class. Wow. In my class, Montclair. Yeah, very eventful f- freshman sophomore very year. Very eventful. Yeah, he had cancer. He had osteosarcoma. Oh, my God. In his knee. Um, way to go, Evan. Way to go, Evan. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, uh, and did, you know, would he expect the TAP community to right. alter? And, and in a way, they did open their eyes Yeah. to, um, you know, inclusion yeah. And accessibility within the arts. Yeah. You know? So, um, like, yes. So, yes. I think maybe we can just be a little less judgmental about it. I think that's an easy fix. Yeah. Um, and considering it, like, I mean, people say it all the time, and I, I even find myself still judging it. Yeah. I even find myself being like, eh, that's not a real reason. Isn't that awful? But even do though you feel I that way about yourself or about, about other people or both? I always believe it about myself. I'm such a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. Uh, for myself, I'm like, I'm really going through it. Yeah. Oh, I'm really... I, like, people don't understand. People don't understand how big this is. Oh, but when someone else is... Until I read that article. Wow. And I read that article, and Thanks, she Patty. said the exact same thing. Because yeah. sometimes I don't, I, people want to chalk it up to, like, people being lazy. Yes. You don't want to give your... You don't want to give your also... Or they think, like, but- this is something that I can't... Like, I wish every time I got anxious, my eyes turned red. Yeah. I wish there was yeah, a physical there was symptom. Yeah. So that they could just know that it's happening. Yeah. You know? Something that I physically can't control. You know? Like, yeah. or I get yeah. a nosebleed. I'm, right. I'm 11 from Stranger Things. <laughs> so, like, you know that they know when it's... At, so that it, they know that it's right. an actual... Because it feels physical. And it is. But you know There's what? There's adrenaline. There yeah. is a physical... There is a chemical... Right. That I just wish people recognize and knew, like, I'm... There were sometimes during... A Christmas show. Yeah. This was last year. Mm-hmm. This was before I was taking the correct medication. Right. I was taking my anti-anxiety medication more than was pres- was prescribed. Okay. I was p- supposed to take one every day, and I took one in the morning, mm-hmm. and I took one before the show, mm. which I was allowed to do, but you right. can't take them both at the same time. Like, if you're choosing the morning, then you're right. choosing the morning. Yeah. If you're choosing the show, then you choose the show. Right. And there was a time where I was doing both. Yeah. And that's when I knew this is an actual issue. This is not stage fright. Yeah. You know? Of course. And I was honest with my doctor about it. Yeah. Because I ran out of pills too early. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, because, I mean, technically it's as needed. But my needed should only be once a day. And if my job is putting me through... This is kind of when I went back to, like, with why people suffer through New York to get to their dream. Right. It's like... I have like the, that. Those are the the that's the obstacle that that I have to. Those are the hurdles I have to jump. Yeah. So if it means that I have to take like a little blue pill before I public speak, then yeah, then I will. Right. I it, it allows me to do my job, to make my money, to fix my teeth, to get me health insurance, to fly me home for you know to see my sister, and right. it depends on everything. It yeah. depends like everything depends on everything. You know what's funny. When you said that you wish there was a physical s- yeah. signifier? Yeah. 
I thought about a friend of mine who unfortunately really struggled with an eating disorder and became very, very, very thin. And she talked about how the worst part of having an eating disorder is that anyone who looks at her can see it. And so I was just thinking about, you know, they look at her and they see, like, that girl has a problem. There's something wrong. Right. At least in her mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, well, if there were a physical tell when I was feeling anxious, Mm -hmm. I couldn't hide it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that because then I couldn't hide it from anyone. But that's the shame. That's the shame. Why hide it? Right. Why was your first that's instinct the thing, to hide it? Is my, my desire is please don't notice. That's why when that girl hugged me and felt my heartbeat and was shocked. You were so embarrassed. I was horrified. And but felt if you need so to throw up, wouldn't you grab myself. a trash can? Right. Although I'd probably feel shame or about I probably, that too. <laughs> I would feel shame about that too and probably go to the bathroom. But you're, but you're right. What, like, I mean, whatever. I you, mean, like, you know, if you're like, uh, oh, if you, you know. But why do we feel If you feel sh- like you're going to faint, you're going to faint. Yeah, why do we feel shame about these things? Like, it's... Because it's fakeable and people have been shamed for faking it before. Right. <gasps> I'm having a panic attack. No, you're not. You're just like... You, right. You just, you know... Slash it is hideable because there's not necessarily the physical component. There isn't component. a physical, yeah. I and think so that's if you're not example. hiding it... You're not trying hard enough. Right. They're able to pull it off. Right. They're hiding it. They went to the bathroom, got themselves together, and they're right. out on stage. What about you? Right. And so, you know, I was so resistant to when you said that. And now I'm like, I'm realizing the deeper connotations that ha- that has about me and what some mm. things that I might need to check into about myself mm. Mm. of beating myself up for yeah. having something I've had since I was, you yeah. know, five years old, six years old. Your first immediate thought was, well, I can't hide then it. Then I can't hide it. Well, great. And then everyone would hate my, me. My, right? yeah, my point was, right. cool. Then they would Then they'd be me. like, you right. know, if my eyes were red, I'd yeah. be like, look it, suckers. <laughs> it's real. It's real, baby. Yeah. Not going on. I'm just kidding. No, but like, it's... I've never called out. I did once when my grandma died. Recipes. <laughs> She was but, older. It's okay. <laughs> Please keep this. It's all in. Great. But there's... And that's the other thing, too, is the shame that we feel about calling out. Shame we feel, yeah. And... Making a mistake. Shame, 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 shame. Yeah. I and think the, that's where my stage right comes from. Yeah, and you mentioned something about um, people think you're lazy. Yeah, that's my worst fear. How many lazy actors do you know? Very few. Like, almost none. Almost none. And the two that I'm thinking of right now aren't working. I was just going to say, and if, <laughs> if they're lazy... I met them when they were young and sprightly. <laughs> if they're lazy, they probably, probably don't aren't have working. a job. Yeah, because they don't want to. Right. So, I, it really bothers me that that is a lot of what's behind shaming people for anxiety, shaming people for calling out. Um, it's hard. People think that you just want a day off. Yeah. When I tell you I would rather be on stage... Yes. ...than in my bed freaking out. Yeah. It is not a day off. No. It's... And I've never even taken one. Right. I've never even taken one for that reason. Yep. That's not a day off. I have anxiety about the shame and guilt I would feel Feel? if I took a day off because I was having anxiety. I couldn't even follow that, so I'll listen to that later and break that down. But yes, I'm already agreeing with it. I can't follow it either. It is just that... That's how much it hurts y'all you know and i don't expect anyone to get it i just expect them to accept it yeah just be like and like 
I have no plans on like calling out really like ever. Like I have right. now managed it. Yeah. In some way. Right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm on the road. Right. You're figuring out I'm what figuring, works for you. I'm showing up to my appointments. Right. And I'm making active steps. I go to therapy. That's another thing I did out here in Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to therapy, which I never had before right. regularly. I'm going every week. Um, I checked in with the doctor who's helping me refill my prescriptions so that I'm um, keeping up with my meds and, you know, using those things. You do yoga, meditation. Yep. I know a lot yep. of people have a bunch of different... I'm, I'm, I'm big into the essential oils that have now yeah, calmed me down. Yeah, that's true. I'm diffusing serenity at the moment. That's why we're so zen and so calm. So we're zen and calm. Hmm. Um, I have... I realized that I think I have a thought for how people in the industry and in positions of power in the industry mm-hmm. could help people with anxiety and yeah. people without anxiety. And it's something that you and I have been talking about a lot. I think I know what you're going to say. Brene Brown. Clear is clear kind. Is unclear, unclear is unkind. unkind. Yep. That would be my request. Yeah. To acknowledge and recognize and understand that even if you think you're being kinder right. by being unclear and not telling me that I'm no longer on hold or right. not telling me that you're actually not seeking this track that I'm in for right. or not telling me this, that, and the other. You may think you're being kind, but you're being incredibly unkind right. and anxiety inducing. Right. So just be clear, be clear on your breakdowns with what you honestly want to hear. Right. Be clear in your breakdowns, whether or not you're going to ask people to come back and dance or whether or not you're starting with dance. These are the things that keep me up at night totally. before an audition. Totally. What if I get there and everyone else is in dance clothes because they've suddenly decided they're going to do a dance call and the train was running late, so I didn't get there in time. You know, all right. of these things. Like, be clear. Clear is kind. What do you unclear think, is unkind. What do you think is causing all of the unclarity? I think they think they're sparing our feelings and or they're unclear within themselves. They're not sure what they want to do. Right. I see. And I think that there is an expectation that the actor is lucky to be there and, and therefore should be prepared for anything. Yeah. How many, that... like how often have you seen where Pack there's all a, your shoes. yeah, like there's an unexpected dance callback in half an hour and someone doesn't have clothes and the people behind the table are irritated, even though the breakdown said nothing about, please be prepared to dance. For sure. Well, you should always have a change of clothes in your bag. Okay. Well, I have no, I two don't. bags and right I'm now because I have to, I'm already carrying another set of clothes for my day job after right. this so I didn't have enough room in my bag my back hurts right. my chiropractor told me to stop carrying around this heavy bag you know right. like it's, it's like I will dance for you I will if do, you want me to dance for you that's fine but please but be no, clear I don't have a I don't have a change of clothes because it wasn't clear right and I'm here for free right you're not paying me right now you're not paying me I'm not on the clock I right. clocked out I'm right. here on my own free time I'm happy to be here I may even be missing work and losing money to be here right now right yeah it, oftentimes when they're during the day Yes. But, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's un, un, unclear is unkind. Do you think they care about being unkind? Do you think we're owed them being kind? Yes, I think we're owed them being kind. Some... I think it depends on the office. I think some offices care deeply about being kind, and some offices care less, and probably some offices don't care at all. And which ones do you think make the most money? Probably the middle ground. I'd say, like, the biggest ones are probably the ones that, like, would ideally like to be kind and clear, but, like, only when it's probably most convenient. I don't have a lot of time to do so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so interesting to me. But yes, I think we are absolutely owed every level of clarity and kindness because mm-hmm. we have the power to solve their problems right? if they set us up to help them. Right. And I think that the people are really hurting at the end of the day by hurting us. They're hurting themselves. Is, yeah. I mean, that can only be, that has to be the case. Yeah. I think we are owed a lot more respect, clarity, and kindness than we are given. And that may make me sound like a whiny actor who Mm -hmm. likes to complain, but I think that... But, like, what is that even? It's like, we're still, you're still someone with a life. And feelings and thoughts. And feelings and time that's valuable. Yeah. With your husband or family or at your job where making money is really, really important to you this month because... X, you're in a wedding and XYZ. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like all of it trickles down. Yeah. And again, if like you'll, like if you notice, like we never have any issue with like not booking. We only have an issue with how hard it is just to be seen and be considered. And be, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like. Or the unknown. Or the it. unknown. Like, or, did or, I or get the best it, foot like, forward. Right. It's like, you know, if we could just do that, I would go home and sleep soundly. Yeah. But. Because I'm, it's tough. It's tough to change like a, a machine that's just been like plowing ahead for so long. Because those who had to do it and had to pound the pavement and were reading backstage when it was a magazine, yeah, when it was paper, and um, they're the ones now behind the table who yeah. are like, yeah, well, they should, you know, yeah, that's the, what I had to do. That's what I had to do. They got to pay your dues, you know. Yeah. You you show up and you better have every. You better be prepared, or I'm crossing off the list. Like there are people who just think yeah, of that. My that's true. Professor and kind of, there are some, and then there are also are just going to be personal preferences of people who have their ticks and like yeah. if someone doesn't have, someone isn't prepared, cross them off the list because then they won't be prepared in rehearsal or whatever you know. Right. And like false, what, what like, even is prepared? Uh, thank you. What, like, you know, like what like that's not accurate. That wouldn't even be the case because I would know what to bring to her. So, you know, right. and this is all hypothetical. I don't even know, but um, no, it's true though. Like I even think about like, there was a casting director at my college showcase who told me my headshot at the time was horizontal. Okay. So it cut me off like right below my clavicles. Okay. And he told me when he sees a headshot like that, he assumes that I'm fat. And that I don't want that to show in my picture. And then he asked me how much I weighed in front of my entire class. Stop. I'm not kidding. But that's kind of what I'm talking about. Of like, it's impossible to perceive that me having a horizontal headshot would make him not call me in because he assumes I'm fat. These impossible oh, standards yeah. where you're supposed to secretly know all of this, but... Or not secretly, but you're supposed to know all yeah, of these, these secrets somehow. these are supposed to be the tricks that how to get inside the cast like, director's mind. Like, yeah, and if you didn't know. know that, then there's something wrong with you. But there's someone else who says, I love horizontal headshots because they tend to be closer in on the face, and, and then I, I can, can actually your see your yeah. face. Like, mm-hmm. it's a headshot, for God's sake. Let me see your head. Right. You know, like, it's... It's, there's no, I mean... It's crazy. Any advice, I don't listen to anybody anymore. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. You're so right, though. Like, all we can do... And that's been a new attitude. It's a good attitude. There's advice. Unless I'm obsessed with the advice... Yeah. I write it down. Or I I don't even... I don't even consider it. Because there are some... There's even some advice where I'm like, "Mm, I see where that could work. Unless I... Like, that just does not... No. I I mostly don't listen to anybody. No. I do a lot of, like, hmm... 
cool, interesting in one ear and not the other. Because I'm not super... Unless it sticks in my brain, like, right. for some reason. But other than that, like, I don't think anyone really knows what they're talking about, especially yeah. in this business. No. It's not linear. There are no rules in this there business. There are no rules about the way your picture should look, it's, the way a picture of your face should look. Right. It's storytelling. Like, it's we're story all telling. playing I'm pretend. I'm not going to look like this on stage anyway. Right. You can put me in whatever wig you want. My hair color does not matter. You want to know. Like, no. My eye color does not matter. You cannot see that from the stage. Like, none if of that wanted, is if important. You wa- and if you wanted to remember, like, oh, yeah, I remember that girl, you know, her, oh, her, this is stable to resume you know I you know what I wish I had said to that casting director what how does my weight affect my ability to tell a story tell a story whether I'm fat or thin yeah like what's the point how does that keep me from being able to play pretend on stage right of course I was literally fresh I'd just shaken the dean's hand I was fresh out of college so I feebly told him my weight in front of my entire class. But, yeah. And then he was like, okay, yeah, good. Because if you were, insert other weight here, then it would just be like, no. Throwing up. But these are the questions. These are the things that we can take so seriously. All of these casting directors, little isms that they care about. Yeah. But I think the question at the end of the day is, does that affect my ability to tell a story I need to find a way to have the guts to do that next time that happens to me you have to especially pay to play especially pay to play well let's shift gears a little bit how do you feel that this time at Little Theater has prepared you for your return to New York my return to the Big Bad Apple yeah Big Bad Apple Um, well I hope it has (laughs) I think it's been equally um I think everything's a balance. I I, I I fully stand by being out here for as long as I will have been. I think and you absolutely should. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get texts like, you're still out there? And I'm like, yes, but, yeah. I'm, you know, I am taking care of a lot. Yeah. I think my time out here allowed me to address the things that needed addressing that I didn't have the funds or courage to do um, while I was in New York. So it's like addressing the mental health and the teeth and the... Um, these were all things that I had to get done before I went back to New York. Like before I go to New York, it was just like, it was a big domino effect. It was like, okay, what's my goal? Well, my, my goal is to be working like in New York, you know, let's say, okay, well to do that, then I have to live in New York. Okay. Well to do that, I have to have money and to do, and I also have to audition. So in order to do that, I need a new headshot. Well, in order to do that, then I need straighter teeth in order to do that. I need to do a year and a half of Invisalign in order to do that. I need to get, um, all my root canals done in order to do that. That's another year. And that also is going to take $5,000 and in order to do that, I need to take out this card in order to do that. Like it just goes all the way back until like, and then you just start at that first step and then you hope but that it got there. So that whole time was so that I will have headshots that I feel comfortable about, <laughs> you know, like, but you when, know that no one does that, you know, that everyone else would be like, I need new headshots. In order to do new headshots, I need to have better teeth. So in order to have better teeth, I need to get Invisalign. In order to get Invisalign, I need to do it. And then they say, that's too hard. I'm not doing any of that. I'll just stay in my limbo with no headshots. Oof. And so you should feel amazing about all of those dominoes that you have toppled. 
Well, it took me a while to even, like, address the dominoes. This wasn't until... And I don't know that I would have had I stayed in New York if John right. Stevens had an email me and said, come out to Little Theater and sit, But you not know. only did you start the domino effect, you were able to see the opportunity to do so mm-hmm. when it presented itself yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's that equally important. hard. Yeah. It sounds like some of it was kismet and timing yeah. and kind of meant to be-ish, mm-hmm. but... It's, I do also believe that some of, a lot of it is, like, the self... It came at a good time. It, yeah. The opportunity came at a good time. It came, it came at a time where I was, like, And you fed took up. it. Yeah. I was, like, I was equally fed... I was fed up in the way that, like, I was, like, I need to leave New York. But at the same time, I was, like, I'm going to get so much better in every yeah. way. Thicker skin. Yeah. You know? Healthy teeth. I started, like... Skyping with a voice teacher, you know, yeah. like doing that and any, anything I could, like I knew I had to leave. Yeah. But if I was going to come back, my biggest insecurity was going to be gone. Yeah. I was done with it. Yeah. I would, I didn't want to go out cause everyone was taking pictures. Yeah. I didn't want, like I said, I've said headshots a million times. I mean, picture of your head. Yeah. Your teeth are a big part of your head, especially sure. I'm a smiley person. Yeah. You're funny. And like, I, yeah, I, it doesn't make sense for me to have a smolder. No. That looks stupid on me. It really does. <laughs> it just doesn't tell the story of it who doesn't you are. Tell, no, I'm a goofy MF. <laughs> MFer. You gotta draw a line somewhere. Let's go, you know? Yeah, yeah. you gotta draw <laughs> So, let's go. I, I, you know, I need a smiley, goofy, dumb, like, quarry yeah. headshot, yeah. and I have not found one yet because I'm so embarrassed of my teeth. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to work backwards and figure out what the first step was. Yeah. And then I was like, jump. Just like, I just kept like, do- oh, we talked about this yesterday. A day where you just keep doing. Yes. You write a like, just keep doing. Those super productive days. Yeah. feel delicious. So I knew I was coming out to Illinois, and I typed in, like, dentist Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And, like, therapy Sullivan. Yeah. And, you know, grocery store Sullivan. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you figure it out. I made my life out here, and I knew that I was going to be, like, and I ordered my shakes and, like, all the things, like, get into shape, and... I was like, okay, this is great. This is a home away. I was used to, you know, living, you know, at like a theater for right. a while. And that actually helped me a lot too. Like when I was at the Dutch Apple, I, that's when I started kind of working out. And this is always nice. the best time for some reason in New York. It's like. You're trying to do so much. Yeah. And like, I'm even a workout at home kind, kind of person, right. but like, I couldn't even do that. I There's don't have the space. room. There's yeah. no space. Like I'm, I'm my neighbors, like. Hitting the broom. With the broom on my floor, on their ceiling, and like. Do you think there's any part of you that, I don't know, what do you see in your crystal ball for Corey John Hafner's future? Do you think you want to go back to New York, or do you think like you might look for another regional home, or I don't know. I want to do something that makes it worth it. Makes what worth it? All of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that is yet. Mm. And I'm almost afraid that to put a crystal ball, like, put it into words. Yeah. Or identify necessarily what that is, mm-hmm. because if it doesn't happen, I'll be crushed. But can it happen if you don't put it into words? Maybe. Mm. If I put it into words, it makes the makes the failure of it a failure. If you don't put it yeah. in words, it was never... That's what I used to feel about goal setting. I didn't like goal setting because it felt too That's a, finite. You could not, yeah. Like if I said, this is always my example that I used to give people, and I do kind of still feel this way, so that's why I'm bringing it up. 
I once had a goal to read a book a week for a year. And then one week, the book was super intense and dense, but worth it. But it took me like a month. That was the last book that I read because I said, well, I already failed. I didn't read a book a week. This sucks. Yep. I've already perfect record gone. And it ruined it for me. Yeah. But I think, and so that, I was like, well, screw goal setting. Goal setting is limiting. Yes. And sets you up for failure and makes you feel like shit. Yep. I have recently revisited goals and revisited my... Mindset. Was it goals or was it deadlines? Maybe, maybe it was deadlines. I have because it re- seems like the goal was to read more books, right? Which you did, but I made it so but you gave goal a oriented or so outcome oriented, result oriented. I do think it needs like some clear, measurable thing. Like, don't they say that about goals? Like, they need to be they like do. something, something measurable, so you can like see the progress you're making, right? But I think it's, I do think it's a balance because if because there should too, have been a way around. Finding a he- right. heavy book and allowing yourself like, even the if I election said, allowance. Yeah, if I had said like fifty-two books in a year, because right. that's a book a week. You could. It wouldn't it have out. mattered that that one book took right. a month. Because you can ebb and flow how much. But when it was, so it's it's that cramming like, that big book in one week was right, yeah. and because then I wouldn't because okay then if I had been like no I said one a week and I crammed it in yeah you would have gotten nothing it. out of the book yeah like. And so then what's the then point you're of rushing that? it. Right. And like, then... Then that's result-oriented and not process-oriented. Right. And that's not who I am or what I, what I want, what I yeah. want to be. So it's, it's such an interesting balance of, like, challenging yourself, setting these goals, but not trapping yourself with them or setting yourself up for failure. But I think the other side of that coin is by avoiding goals altogether, they being like, if I don't set a goal for myself, then I can't fail. Then you can't win. Then you can't win. I know. It's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. Not yeah. trying to call you out on my world famous podcast. It's so true. But. I'm calling myself out too. Yeah, it's um that was fear talking, clearly. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary to have a goal, it's scary to have a dream, it's scary to try it for something. Yeah. Crystal ball, I mean like I think a lot of people truly are content with moving on from like this business, right? Yeah. And they have families, and they have kids, mm. or they'll do a show once in a while. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've been, and I'm like, is that my life? Like, is right. that, am I a show once in a while person? Can I get a handle on my anxiety well enough and quick enough in order to be han- able to handle a long kind of contract that I, I'm so desperately dreaming for? Right. You know? And I just have not let go of, like, that dream. Right. You know? Like and why I should think, you? Like, I want to be on Broadway, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I see it happening to people I know, mm-hmm. deserving people. Absolutely. I've worked harder than, like, I've ever worked, like, yeah. being out here. There you go. Like, that's been a benefit. I didn't really realize. But, yeah, yeah I've never worked harder on myself mm-hmm. than I have out here. You know? I've done workouts that make me feel good, eating that makes me feel good. Self-care. I've learned so many lessons, like, uh, yeah, therapy and figuring out medications and going to the doctor and you yeah. know, getting a physical, getting my teeth looked at, you know. Yeah, there's just been so much opportunity for self-care out here, so. Yeah, I'm so excited to see, I feel like there's a metaphor I'm trying to come up with of, like, see how all of this hard work pays off for you. And Does like, it seem like hard work to you? Yeah. It does? It seems like you have been... Some days it feels like hard work. Some days it feels like a fraud. I feel like a fraud. 
And yeah. what, how? How well, is that because, possible? Well, I know that I work hard. How I think could a you lot be a fraud? Of, well, I think a lot of it has to do with my schedule. I have such a New York mindset that I feel like I should always be somewhere. Yes. I should always be doing something, but there's something I'm missing. Like, I think I even yep. told you this morning, I jumped out of bed this morning because my alarm went off. And I was like, oh, where, what, did I miss? Uh, yeah. what am I, what, what did I miss? What am I up for? Why is my alarm, alarm going off? So yeah. there's always like this constant, like whenever I have free time, I'm pacing around my room, finding something to do. Yeah. Until I force myself to lay down, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, where you're on your feet a lot. Like just when por- normal people would be like, ah, I just yeah. got home from work. Gotta relax. Put my feet up. Give me a beer. Right. Right. I can't have a beer. Right. Well, I mean, I can at 10 o'clock. Right. After all. But I'm classes. sleepy. Right. Yeah. So I really don't. I mean, it's either. I'm also just like, I'm, I am a procrastinator by nature. Passion Planner has really helped me to not be. Yeah. Um, just because I see it. Yeah. I see how close it's things are. It's visual. Oh, right. shoot. Like, yeah. I, you know, I still procrastinate. Don't get me wrong. But just a little less risky. Yeah. Now, I'm also someone who works well under pressure. I mm. just am I work well under pressure. I do, do not feel well under pressure. You don't feel pressure. great about yeah. it, but you... Yeah. It happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm I'm still struggling to build the metaphor that I'm trying to think of in my head. Something about, like, building a pyramid or building yourself an off-ramp, I guess, that I feel like you have been laying the foundation. Maybe that's oh, the metaphor. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right with the pyramid. Yeah. college <laughs> They go, when you're building a pyramid, what t- what part do you start with? The top. <laughs> my friends, oh my God, Sam Carroll will listen to this. Can this stay in it, please? Sam, <laughs> please tell me you remember. The top first! She yelled it at our teachers. Sorry, really, sorry. The top first! So, it would be really loud. Was that good? Oh my God. She literally said, when you're building a pyramid, what do you do? And Sam goes, you build the top first. <laughs> like, just without, no one called on her. And you did the same thing. But oh, yes, Sam. I think, like, um, yeah. I almost am building the top first, although I haven't built it yet. But I know what the top is. Right. So I know the, yeah. Right, there you're is building a, to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the top in mind. Well, Corey. Yes. Thank you so much for answering the dreaded question. Thank you so it much was, for asking it. Of course. <laughs> it was such a joy to have you on the show. Such a joy. This is going to be a really fabulous episode. I hope so. I'm just so excited for you. We're definitely going to have to have you back next season. Please do. When you're back in New York. Yes. And hear about how your pyramid is going. There are few people in this world who are as thoughtful and generous as Corey. I'm so lucky to be able to call him a friend, and I'm grateful that he was so willing to discuss what could be such a sensitive and scary topic. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, I highly encourage you to check out the show notes where I've included links to tons of mental health and therapy resources. I've been in and out of therapy several times over the past 10 years or so, and I highly encourage anyone who feels like it may help them to try it. There are so many options and ways to make it accessible. I also want to invite you to reach out and continue the conversation by emailing me at thedreadedquestionpodcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Corey as much as I did. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm Lily Torre, and this has been The Dreaded Question.